Welcome to Bloviation. In this very exciting episode, we talk about the big one. Catholic, a Protestant, faith versus works. Here we go. This edition of Bloviation. Woo-hoo. Salvation. Is it by faith or is it by works? Yeah, this is just a light topic. We'll yeah, just, just a light that. topic that hasn't divided <laughs> anyone through the center. Especially the when we have a podcast with a Catholic and a Protestant. Right? And so I am. So we got to get this out of the way. I guess very Protestant. And so um, you want to go first, Joe, or do you want me to go first? I don't know how it would work to work towards salvation. I'm not sure how that would even come about. Okay. And I've asked my Catholic friends and family to explain it to me, and I always get this kind of a nebulous explanation that uh, almost is like, well, what do you think? You're just, you can do what you want, you know, you, you, it's a one-time event, and you're you're done with it, and then what happens? And, and what about that passage? This is what they always say, is what about that passage that says, faith without works is dead? Right. At some point, in order to, to die, it had to be alive, so that implies that, well, someone had faith, and then they lost it. You know what I really think it has to do with in the Catholic Church? What's that? It has to do with this idea that the Bible does say both. I mean, at some point you got to acknowledge that it says both. And it says both clearly. I will not acknowledge that. Okay. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Keep going. No, because it does say faith clearly. I mean, there's passages that say by faith, you know, alone are you saved. I'm going to go through those. But I always have this bigger view of, of, of faith when it comes to the Catholic Church as I would if I was if I was in my church in the corner and there was 20 members and I could just go and gather with that group and and you could all just agree hey it's one time event it's immediate and then um, I could I could go along with that I could say yeah that's fine but the Catholic Church has to deal with you know the whole you know billion people that are belong to the church and of course there's a lot of different ways of looking at things and one of the thing about when you when they come out with a thing with a statement on various things they have to take into account the whole bible they can't just you know pick and choose and say well we're just going to focus on these few passages and not you know every passage that deals with this issue right because i believe scripture interprets scripture so you you really can't know what one verse says without reading the whole thing and trying to put it in context well and i would argue that um that sometimes two things are true and you say well how can this be true one is uh you know immediate act of, you know, based upon a declaration or an acceptance of Jesus as your Savior, you're born again, you're written in the book of life, you're... um your salvation is assured, and the other is, well, you got to work out your salvation. You know, with and there's sweat, a verse that says that, toil, with fear yeah. and trembling. Yeah. So, um, but I would say that both are true. And you say, well, how can that be true? How can both be true? And this is what I would say. Now, this isn't the Catholic Church. This is just me. I would say, well, we always have to consider that we live on earth for 100 years or less. And God doesn't live on earth. God is permeates the earth, but he's not, he's not like walking around the earth. You know, God exists and we exist in God. And what happens is, uh, we're, if we uh, take that further, there's the universe, and the universe has time, but uh, time, uh, God's not bound by time, God transcends time. God created the universe, he's outside the universe, he's not, he permeates the universe through his spirit and so forth, but he doesn't exist in the universe as like a soul entity, right. he's not like one planet or something of that nature. So whenever you talk about things of God, there is this idea that time doesn't have the same significance that it has for us. 
Okay. In, in this, and how it would play out here is we think of well, I was saved on uh, two, last Tuesday, or I was saved. Um, you know, I worked towards salvation, and we think of you know eighty years of working towards salvation and, and last Tuesday as being two different things. But I could envision a scenario where, from God's perspective, it's not two different things. Okay. So I would say that it's possible that both are true. Now, again, that's not the Catholic Church. That's just Joe talking, you know, out of the top of his head. Well, but so, I, I try to envision the scenario from God's perspective. How do some of these passages sound or play out different than how they do when we're going through minute by minute? So I think what you're saying is we look at things very linear. So very if, linear. if you're if you were drawing a timeline, right. 1968, I was born, and here we are at 2015. Yeah, and. God, and, and by the way, the timeline, how much of our little timeline is in the eternity timeline of eternity, God? Eternity, right. It's, no. it's not even recognizable That's on right. God's eternal timeline. That's right. And so God sees, he steps back and he sees the beginning and the end. The whole thing. Almost all as if it was one. And he transcends that. And not only that, my understanding of heaven, when we get to heaven, we're going to be where God is. And God is not tied to time. That's what it means to spend eternity with God. And so when we're in heaven, our souls are eternal, so to speak. And, and then we're actually looking at time differently. And, and I'm going to deviate a little bit from this, but it's interesting because my, when my dad died, there's a concept that if, if you're in heaven, that I'm already with my dad in heaven. And you say, well, how can that be? I'm here. Well, from his perspective, there's no distinction between then and now. Wow. Yeah. Now, from my perspective, it plays out. But from his perspective, there's no time. You know, time is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a thing. Most people don't know this, but time is a product of the Big Bang, if, if the logic is true, because it's, it has to do with the motion. Time has motion. It, time is, is not something that exists just outside of anything. It has to do with the acceleration of the, the planetary system. You know that, right, with the universe. And we perceive time, but there's no, there really isn't time. It's just a perception. But when he, anyhow, if your soul is eternal, it's outside of time. God's outside of time. And when you look at some of these issues, I think that you have to try to look at them. It's difficult, but you have to give it some thought as to how this would look from an eternal standpoint. Okay. And in an eternal standpoint, both things can be true. You can be working out your salvation and you can be saved. I think that's fascinating to yeah, think about. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Okay. Let me take a stab now. <laughs> <laughs> Salvation I by. I see people rolling their eyes saying, What the heck was he talking about? And I got to, hey, play that over like six or seven times, then, then set this, you know. Tweet. Okay. Salvation by faith or by works. Now, I do believe there are some, some verses, that, and you mentioned them, uh, that, that. I mean, is there anything make to it say a little after confusing? I just, uh, yeah, after I just wrapped it, it all up. <laughs> here's, here's where I come down. Right. And I'm thankful for this, by the way. Mm -hmm. The word grace is found 134 times in the New Testament. 134 times. And I think this, that singular word grace, tells a lot about God's perspective as he looks at us. Sure. The same way sort of we look it's at our grace. kids. Right. I look at my kids with grace, and I want nothing more than my kids to be in relationship with me and to... And come to me when they do something wrong and apologize, and vice versa. When I do something wrong, I want to go to them and say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> the word grace, 134 times, 89 times used by Paul in the Pauline epistles. Hmm. 89 times. And so um, the big one, though, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, which says this, For by grace are you saved through faith, 
and not of works, lest any man should boast. That's right. And the reason is because and if we were true. able to be saved by works, right. then we'd all be able to say, yeah. we almost don't need God. Yeah, and not only that, you know, I only have five more works and then I'm good. I mean, what's the number? You know, what's the magic number? Oh, I missed I missed two short. You know, I wasn't saved. Works just doesn't make any sense. How, 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 would, it, how would it end up to where there has to be some type of an accounting? And conversely, how bad would you have to be to where you can't work your way to, to salvation? You know, do you have to be as bad as Hitler, or maybe not quite as bad as Hitler, maybe just uh, as bad as uh, David Koresh? Well, some of that stuff was shown because Paul was a murderer, right? Absolutely. Yeah, he he murdered the uh, early Christians and then he was converted. On the road to Damascus. Yeah. So, okay, so Ephesians 2 8 and 9 is really the seminal text, I think. For by grace are we saved through faith and not of works. And I agree with that 100%. That is good. So we have a Catholic and a Protestant, both agreeing that it's by grace alone, through faith alone. Now, what's interesting to me is when you talk about that passage and it says by faith alone, right? Right. But then you have the passage that says, um, in the end, there's uh, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Yeah. So how can the greatest... Now, it doesn't say which is greater, faith or hope. Right, and we hardly ever talk about hope as a you know Christianity. I always think hope gets the short shrift, but isn't it interesting that that the Bible clearly says that the greatest of these is love, but then it says that salvation is through faith. That's very that is interesting. But I I sort of always look at that passage about faith, hope, and love as our interactions with each other. Okay, but I, I don't. See, I think I don't of God know. is love. God is love, and yeah. maybe that's what produces the grace. And you that know what's you know Jewish people don't believe God is love because that's we take it for granted that God is love. I mean, it's kind of a foundational aspect of how we view the entire creation, right? You think Muslims believe God is love? I have no idea, but <laughs> you know, I don't know how that works. But Jewish people, they don't have that passage. God is love. That's a total New Testament passage. God is love. And I think that's such a fundamental concept that it's hard to put yourself in the shoes of someone who doesn't think that God is love. Right. Yeah, no question. A couple other verses. Romans 4, verse 25. He was delivered over to death for our sins and raised to life for our justification. So it seems to me that it's all about what Christ did on the cross. How could it be any other way? Right, because we can't. I can't do it. I can't be good enough, and I can't work hard enough That's right. to earn anything. One more verse, Romans 5.18. Just as trespass entered, resulted in condemnation for all, that was through Adam in Genesis, so did our righteous act, or one righteous act, result in justification for all. And so that, that one righteous act resulted in justification for all. Now, although that all there almost implies all of humanity, but that's not the case. You know, that's, that's right. That's a very good question. So, and that's, this is, gets into another thing that I thought you were going to mention, and that is, is our faith a work? You know, I don't know. I, I wouldn't go that far, but I would say that, you know, you can read like a passage like that in the Bible, and when it says all, you can almost be like a universalist that says, you know, well, everybody's saved. Uh, it's just a question of how you play it out. Um, Jesus saved all of humanity. And, and, you know, not very many Christians say that. The, the norm in the Christian view is that it takes some acquiescence you right. know, to be saved. Yeah. If the premise is it's faith or works, I don't understand how works could possibly be a fact, uh, 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 the answer. If it's faith or works, I'm going to go with 
faith every single time because of the, 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 the logic of it's Christ's sacrifice because he was in a position and it had the ability to commit, to do the act that results in salvation. We don't, right? So then we look yeah. to Jesus for salvation. I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. I, I have no issue with that. But then if works has a play at all, I almost think it has a play in gratitude in that, well, you... Because you're saved out of gratitude, you do you look at the world differently, and by looking at the world differently, you engage in different types of things, and those activities would be called works. We can't be good enough. Yeah, and not only that, I'm incapable of being good enough. It's not. I mean, I'm just. I don't have it in me to be good enough. So thanks a lot for joining us as we continue the march on the ten thousand listeners strong. Yep. Take care, everyone.